Sploop, slop, slippity sploop. Welcome back to Off the Stoop or Top Podcast. How's it going, guys? Was that like the Kanye intro? I, I guess. Um, so, yeah, we're just chilling. Nice little morning time. And we happen to see each other at the gym, which oddly enough doesn't happen very often. And we thought it'd be a proper way to just talk about the gym. Yeah. <clears throat> and to segue into that, how was your workout, by the way? Uh, my workout was seemingly normal with my headphones on, but you brought to my attention that I had a loud grunter next to me. Yeah. Yeah. And so for everyone who wants to kind of get a little context, I was working out. I got there a little earlier than Julian and I happened to be work lifting next to this guy who's really giving it his all and vocally as well and so eventually like i move over see julian and then this guy happens to be right next to him uh and i like take out my music for a second he's still grunting and so luckily julian didn't hear any of that but that's how we got here today yeah so we're just kind of going to go over the general sentence of the gym maybe finding your workout some of the etiquette or how to improve your workout i guess um, but some backstory, I guess I've been working out, depends on what you call working out, but like you consider like just being in the gym and playing basketball or just staying like fit probably since I was like lifting weights, probably since I was like 15, I would say. Um, not like before that I didn't lift weights cause I was like young. And then as soon as I turned 15, I got a little bit more into it just to kind of build some strength for basketball and kind of live a more healthy lifestyle. Yeah, and so my background of it all is I've been lifting for probably about 10 to 9 years throughout, you know, athletics and now doing it on my own. Um, I found, you know, lifting for me is about like feeling really good and obviously seeing results as far as aesthetically and functionally as well. Yeah, and I think the other thing that I really like personally about like lifting and working out and running and stuff is just that ability to feel a little bit healthier and like functioning a little better improving like brain function um, having a little bit of strength it's interesting because like for a while I didn't really like lifting but I knew it was good for you and healthy like I just didn't like the feeling but as I've progressed and kind of figured out how to do a little bit better form in some things and kind of done some studying and finding lifts I like and that make my body feel better than some lifts that don't has been super beneficial. Are there any lifts for you or like things that you've done that have changed over time? Um, <clears throat> I think that what's changed over time with my lifting habits is kind of my lifestyle and the things I need. So when it came to historically, I've always been a huge leg guy, especially it's been really helpful for college sports. Uh, after I fractured my ankle in college, I started like leaning towards and doing different things because I necessarily couldn't, you know, go f really hard on my ankle. So I kind of turned into like I'm really into like working out back and I'm starting to, you know, get back in the full force of legs and stuff. But yeah, I would say that it's more of like a, a cycle of things, you know, like I'll ramp up the running and cardio at some points and then other points when I'm trying to, you know, like bulk a little bit, I'll start doing like heavier reps and heavier sets of stuff. It's interesting that you say that you like leg day. And I feel like a lot of athletes, or at least basketball players 
enjoy leg day for the most extent maybe because you know and the benefit does help you jump higher um helps you know core strength and a few different things that help in basketball and it's interesting because a lot of the general gym public doesn't like leg day and maybe it's because you don't really physically see the results if you're not playing sports like if you're squatting a whole lot you might have big legs but you aren't maybe at your job you aren't showing off how high you can jump or you know like how well you can, you know, stop someone from moving. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, it's a very good point. And the fact that, you know, it's easier to see how big somebody's arms are than their legs. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, like you said, there's a lot of benefits to legs that you don't initially think about. For instance, the legs and the quadriceps and the, the hamstrings being your biggest muscles in your body whenever you work them out, they release like a lot of testosterone, which helps, you know, ramp up the rest of your workout. So, I mean, it's very beneficial to work out legs, especially being such a functional part. I mean, you use them every day to move. Yeah. Um, so what do you think some of the mistakes people just starting at the gym do? Um, I would say not giving your body proper rest and not putting the right things back in your body it's very easy to like jump in the gym and like go really really hard at first just because you're thinking that you want to gain you know usually if you're just starting at the gym you have this goal that you're super passionate about for the moment and you're like all right i'm gonna get there i'm gonna just like lift really hard and so i'm gonna look really good or you know whatever your goal may be but at the end of the day you need to really ease into it and it's more about sustained effort than like you know maximum effort in periodic moments yeah and i think it's important like you said with your goal to realize if that goal is short term or long term like are you starting in january to get into swimsuit or bikini season in the summer or are you trying to you know like um get pretty lean or aesthetically pleasing pretty big or just ripped um and is that going to take you know two years to get there by incrementally changing your weights and finding out what works for you it's very important to understand what that goal is because if you're going in for you know say it's bikini season or whatever you want to call it um and you're going in there and you're doing you know very light amount of work it's probably not going to happen as quick and like less cardio if you're trying to lose weight um than it is if you have like a set plan or days of what you're doing yeah i think that you just hit it on the head too i mean there's pacing and make sure that you are not overstretching yourself and there's also creating that routine and habit and i think they kind of have a really good marriage together and the fact that if you have a disciplined and regimented schedule, it's a lot easier to pace yourself and not, you know, overstretch or overlift and then be paying the consequences later. Yeah. And I think it's important too, like you talked about in that schedule, like I have very distinct days. I do certain sections of the body. So whether it be like arms or legs or back or core um it's important to understand those days and yeah getting that rest in between and i think my tip would be is be aware of like ego lifting a lot of people when they come into the gym they see other people lifting like heavy weights and they're trying to do you know as much weight as they physically can get off the bar off the ground which i mean is cool but like if you aren't if you aren't doing it properly or your form isn't good or you're just kind of like doing wasting it um it's not going to be beneficial to you and you're more likely to get hurt than to see results yeah exactly 
And I think it's one of those things that naturally can happen, especially since it's a kind of a comparative thing and it's natural for human beings to compare like, oh, this is how much I'm lifting. He or she's lifting like 30 pounds more than me. Like, you know, and then you feel like you need to compensate for some reason. But what I've always learned in lifting is you want to make sure, you know, uh, a coach that I had, like when I was in my youth, I always used to say, do it light and do it right. And so in the fact of saying that basically it's more important to do the lift right than to lift heavy weights. And that is paramount to lifting in the fact that, you know, you do it right and you build those muscles or you basically tax those muscles that you were trying to tax. And so they get stronger. And in the fact of also being at lower risk of injury as well, if you do it light and like in your own like weight capability at the moment. Yeah, I think I personally just after a few years, I've kind of reset the way that I squat just because it wasn't feel. I mean, it looked all right. It didn't feel the best. I felt like I was wasting a lot of energy and I felt like I was plateauing at a certain weight just because the form wasn't as 100% as I'd like to be. Like I wasn't going below parallel. So like that means when I was squatting, my butt wasn't going below like my knee bend. Um, or even to 90 a lot of the times. And you'll see that a lot. Like people who are lifting or squatting a lot of weight will maybe go down to like where their knees at a 135 degree angle instead of 90 or even lower to like 45, where you're just doing most of it with your back than you are with your legs, um, which can yeah, really hurt you down the long run, like hurt your back. So, um, I mean, it's kind of tough for me to do that because I was doing a decent amount of weight, but it feels a lot better and I feel a lot more results by kind of refining in that form, which is really important to do your research on the form of whatever lift you're doing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's very easy to just kind of get out there and, you know, just start lifting and thinking that you're doing something that is supposed to be working X or Y muscle and it's not. The good thing is, is that uh, especially if you are a machine lifter, I'm, I'm more of a free weight guy. I like to, you know, lift with dumbbells or barbells and stuff like that body weight, but, uh, machines usually do a really good job of telling you what you're lifting and how to lift it in less little blurb on the side of the machine. So that would probably be a very good way of like learning proper form. And also, I mean, breaking down YouTube is a great, great asset and resource to use if you're just getting into lifting because there's tons of people showing you the right amount of form and i mean granted there's also tons of people showing you the wrong form as well on youtube but you know you can find those reputable videos and the people that you trust on youtube that are making good content and then kind of replicate or help enhance how you lift yeah i think the other thing i want to touch on what you just said was Free weights and machine weights, basically, right? I think machine weights are great um, if you know what muscle, like you understand what muscle group you're trying to work out or they're showing it and you're doing it, once again, appropriately. Like it's really easy on machine weights to do a lot more weight and do like 60%. Um, and same with free weights, right? You can do, I don't say as much weight as on a machine, but you can still do a lot of weight and be doing it wrong. Um, I think it's really important though, like with free weights, you're, if you're doing it right, you're really isolating those muscles um, and getting that workout done properly. And then machine weights are a great way to kind of just hone it in, maybe do one arm or something along those lines. Uh, but I want to transition into 
What do you think about people just approaching people in the gym, like for conversation? Um, well, so this actually happened this morning. Uh, I just got in there and I just started like lifting and this old lady came up to me and I wasn't sure if she was asking if I wanted, like if I was using the bench that she was like walking towards or not. But she ended up asking me if I knew what like lift this was written on this piece of paper. And I don't see any problem with like asking informational things and like trying to get help. But, you know, that's a lot different than asking somebody, hey, man, how's it going? If you don't know them and striking up a conversation for me, I prefer not to just like have conversations at the gym because I'm there for a specific reason to lift and I'm trying to be focused and get in and get out usually because I mean, lifting could take a long time if you don't do it properly or you were just kind of messing around, so to speak. Uh, and also, it, it's a little distracting, too, when you lift, if there's jet fighters just flying above your head. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys could hear that, but they're definitely cruising by. Yeah, I, unless I'm lifting with, like, a someone else, or, um, that's a dog also. Uh, either I'm lifting with someone else, or if it's someone I'm comfortable talking to, I may, like, say something real quick, like, one time, and then go on with my workout, but... The people that are always coming by, like you're in the middle of like an interval and they just finish theirs and they're coming over, I'd rather not, you know, just I'm, I stick to like trying to be there for about an hour, like one minute intervals in between reps and sets, um, trying to just get it really efficiently done and um, kind of getting more of raising my heart rate instead of resting a long period of time, which is something in its own. Like you can be at the gym for 30 minutes or you can be there at three hours. It all just depends on how you do it, right? Um, but it's very interesting dynamic, especially like the amount of males I see hit on females at the gym is always interesting to me too. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. I mean, just in general, it doesn't have to be a guy hitting on girls. It could be girls hitting on guys or guys hitting on guys, girls hitting on girls. It doesn't matter. Just make sure that you're considerate with people's time and understand that they aren't there for you to hit on them. It's not like it's a club. It's they're lifting heavyweights. So first off, they might not be in the mood to talk when they're, you know, pushing this heavy weight off of their head or like, you know, lifting, squatting down and then lifting themselves up again. It's like, you know, just make sure that you're considerate and maybe there's a time and a place for everything, I believe. And so just make sure that you are in that time and doing the things you should be at that place. Yeah, the, if you're going to go about it, the best way to do it is get get some dumbbells, start curling. As soon as someone comes by, just go from 10 to 1,001, 1,002. really impresses people when uh, they know you're at 1,000 reps. Um, I think in terms of gym etiquette, there's a few things kind of related to that that um, you can do to be less of a distraction in the gym. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's tons. There's there's a very there's a lot of things that you can do to kind of be like a good neighbor to the people that you're lifting around. One thing that I have a issue with a lot, like it irks me, and I think it's just because it's just so inconsiderate. Is you know when you're done lifting, make sure you put your weights away. Like that's one thing that's just a common courtesy, and the fact that you understand that other people have 
time that is valuable as well. So, and their time isn't less valuable than yours. So just put your weights away after you're done with them. Unless somebody specifically says, Hey, can I just grab that after you're done? And then it's different. But at the same time, just make sure that you were being considerate as well as the fact of, you know, a lot of places, a lot of gyms have things to wipe down like whatever you're using so if you're extra sweaty i remember this actually happened really recently this week um i was playing basketball at my gym and uh there was a few guys that were waiting and some of them just went over to lift really quick while they were waiting for the for the game to get over and once he like lifts for like a couple reps or like two sets then he like gets off and runs and goes plays he left that machine like soaking wet and it was disgusting. And, you know, you just want to be courteous, man. It's like that's the worst thing that let's say somebody didn't see that. And then they're just sat and you're like soaking puddle of sweat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's in terms of re-racking your weights. Um, the way I always think about it, it's always curious because what if like you are on, you know, say the bench and you leave, you know, 225 on there and some grant someone not as strong say a grandma rolls into there and wants to use just the bar maybe she can't get you know those 45s or maybe you're using the 55 pound plates you can't get those off um it just is like an inconvenience um and it just yeah like you said it kills time for some people i think the other thing for me that's kind of a weird pet peeve is like um like supersetting in weird places. So basically supersetting is like doing a sequence of workouts. Um, so one to one to one. And it's like, it makes sense if you're doing like, you know, two machines near each other, but the people who are like supersetting, like their dumbbells are in the front right corner of the gym and the back left, they're using the bench back there. And then like, they're using this machine here and they have like, you know, a towel in one place, a hat in another, their drink on the other thing. It's just like, I get your supersetting, but it's also kind of inconvenient because like they're usually related machines so like there's one person who might want to hop into the middle and they just like aren't sure um if you're using it still or where you're going with it yeah and i think that that gets me that reminded me of a like another one that i have and it's if you're using dumbbells or barbells and stuff make sure that you take a step away from where you're lifting and the fact that other people can access the dumbbells as well yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) You know, it's it's not just like granted, if you have a heavy weight, then it might be a little harder to take, you know, the 10 feet back from there. If you're doing something like, you know, shoulder shrugs and you have like 110 pound weights in your hands. Granted, that's not as easy to just, you know, walk around, but take enough steps back so that people can still access the racks without, you know, having to literally physically move yourself out of the way. I mean, it's just kind of just things that you want to be cognizant about when you're out there and lifting. Yeah. And then we'll touch on the grunting, right? There's a certain limit that it's like acceptable to grunt. Like if you're breathing pretty hard um, and you know, maybe a little bit of sound comes out. Yeah. That's pretty normal. But there's some people who are like, if you're exerting at the top of your lungs to get up that weight, like one, you're wasting a lot more energy than you're, you have. Um, it, you know you're doing it. There's no way you don't know you're singing an opera in the middle of the gym. And three, like, understandably, like, we know it's a little bit difficult, but at a certain point, like, 
you shouldn't be grunt i guess grunting that loud all the time even if like you're dropping rates or something along that lines like once you get to a certain decibel it just kind of becomes obnoxious in the gym if that makes sense yeah exactly and this may not sound this may not uh come off correctly but it's you know it's almost like the the women's tennis thing and the fact that you know it's unnecessary to grunt after you hit the tennis ball and they've started to like wean that off and telling players like hey don't do that because it's almost unsportsmanlike and distracting to the other player that you're playing against and equally when you're lifting weights i mean when you're trying to focus and lift your weight the proper way and even if it's heavy and you're on your last couple reps it's going to be distracting to hear somebody grunting so just be considerate and granted like you said sometimes it's inevitable if you're really lifting and you're really trying hard but it's not something that should be you know loud yeah and granted another thing too that kind of comes along with that is when people grunt you look they're kind of like a spectacle in the fact and I think that looking at people while they're lifting is also an etiquette thing as well. So, I mean, I think that it's understandable to like, you know, look at somebody while they're lifting and granted, even if they're doing something impressive, sure, you know, that's understandable. I always, you know, if it's a really a big issue, then you got to like knock it off or be discreet in the fact that you use like the mirror to look at the other mirror <laughs> that looks at another mirror that looks at the person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like don't make it obvious and don't be weird about it. Yeah. You know, if you have that problem, then be discreet. If not good. Yeah. I think you touched on too, like a lot of the people that are doing a, a serious amount of weight, right? Like unbelievable. Even if you watch it on YouTube, like most of these cats in relation to grunting, like, they're doing a ton of weight and they aren't necessarily yelling or grunting like so i believe at a certain point like when you're doing you know say you're doing 275 on the bench or something like that like you could probably control but not grunt as loud as some people do where you can like hear it on the other side of the gym um so i guess with some of our pet peeves of the gym getting out of the way from like re-racking your weights to grunting to wiping off the benches and like supersetting all over the place. What are, so someone's coming into the gym and they're asking you for advice on how to properly start their fitness routine. What is your first tip for them? Um, the first tip that I would say to them and the tip that I always use when I'm starting to get back into shape, like currently uh, I'm coming off of an ankle sprain that I had this week. And so I like couldn't really do a lot of certain things that I wanted to do. But what I always start with if I'm having like trouble getting back into the gym is I start with something I love. And so usually that either is going to be like back or shoulders in this case, since I can't do my legs. Um, and I always start with that because it's momentum that I really need to get that routine going. Yeah. So I think, um, if you're brand new to the gym and what Jordan's saying, like first, you know, maybe try a few lifts to find out what you really enjoy. Like, is that working out the back? Is it doing the biceps or triceps? Is it doing legs or core? Figuring out what, which of those you really enjoy. So, you know, if you're on a bad day or, you know, somewhere you don't have a whole lot of time or you really want to key in on, you can go to that certain set of lifts. Um, I think it's also important. My tip, my first tip would be to, um, start light. Like you said earlier, like, um, if it's your first time in the gym or first time in a year or two, like do, you know, 
75% or 50% of where you think you would normally start at. That way you can kind of get that feel back and kind of get a real good understanding of, you know, maybe doing this much for a shoulder press um, feels good and I can do a little bit more. Because if that first week when you go in there and you're trying to do a ton of weight, it, it could kill your, not kill yourself, but it could kill the momentum where you're super sore and you're like, I don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the one thing that you, people need to be cognizant. And another tip I would share is that, you know, if you're, if you haven't lifted in a long time and you lift, you're going to be really sore. And sometimes, especially like specifically for me, it's day two. So it's not the day after, it's the day after that that i'm like holy cow this is hurting a lot this is serious but that's the most important time to go and keep that momentum going because you know if you stop after you're super sore then you're basically starting at zero next time you end up getting in the gym and that's why it's very important too to kind of like like you said you do is bisect your muscle groups that you work out each time so you know you're not going to want to do the all full body workout because your full body's going to be sore. So what you want to do is, you know, compartmentalize things so that even though your legs are sore, you can still hammer chest and be okay the next day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. And I think in that too, it's important to either write down or digitally input the weights that you're doing on certain exercises. Because the worst thing you can do is one day feel really good and go do you know, a hundred pound curl and then come back then, you know, after a few days of rest and you're like, Oh, what are you know, what I did last time? I probably did 75. So you just digressed, um, into where you're at and you're not really consistent or have the ability to really make any progress. Cause you never know where you're at. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like, you know, the thing that we, I would say is, uh, paramount or like the salient, thing when it comes to getting in the gym and lifting is understanding your goals. If your goal is to get really big, then you're going to approach it way different than somebody who is trying to get in a basketball shape or tennis shape or, you know, things of that nature. And so you want to make sure that your actions are towards your goals and the fact of making sure that you are doing things that, you know, just keep, get you further. I mean, granted you're in the gym, so your body is going to be getting stronger if you're lifting weights. For the most part, it depends on what you do. I mean, there's ways to, for you to get weaker if you lift weights without the proper rest and all that stuff. But just make sure that you are your actions are goal specific. Yeah, and I think uh, one of the last things I'll touch on in regards of, like you said, making goal is understanding like how your diet's changing, staying hydrated, stretching. There's a lot of little elements like it's really important to stretch before and after. I'd prefer dynamic stretching where you're actually doing the movements of maybe warming up the arms and like very, very low weight or, you know, post stretching, doing static stretching afterwards when it's all done figuring out how much water you should be drinking a day and staying hydrated, you know, maybe cutting out a few sugars and trying to eat a little bit healthier. If you're trying to lose weight, you know, eating smaller portions or whatever that program you are is, um, just figuring that out. And that's going to help a lot more and put you in a better mental space than just strictly going in. And you're only walk, say you're walking for 45 minutes on the treadmill and that's all you do like it's you'll see some results but you won't see the best results when you aren't you know changing that diet or taking care of the body or your mind as well as you should be 
Yeah, exactly. I think that was very well said. And if uh, this is the point that we wrap up, guys, make sure that you let us know if you really enjoyed this podcast, because there's so many more things that we could talk about as far as the effects on alcohol when it comes to muscles rebuilding or fighting through plateaus, proper warm up, warm down scenarios. So uh, just make sure be vocal with us. We always love to hear from you guys. And uh, that's why we're doing it. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. You can catch us on Anchor, CastBox, um, Podbean, Libsyn, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, pretty much anything except for Spotify. So if you're listening to this, just request that we're on Spotify and we'll get on there hopefully. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys.